Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Diana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, A Sluggish Memory. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, not your feelings, just your thoughts. Please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WitherTeam on Twitter to follow along. You can give us our feelings. Robin just won't look at them. Um, Love our blog. (laughs) Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we have Wizard Team merch. Head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. We got a new provider. Shout out to DFTBA Records. Um, if you go to store.dftba.com and search Black Girls Create, you can see our cool shop. Um, we have two things up right now. A very snazzy pin that I want really badly. That pin is it's I really, really great. Want it. And then our Black Wizard shirt. We still will have designs up on Redbubble, but just look at it this way. Like you buy the Black Wizard shirt on DFTBA, it costs you $20. Um, you buy it on Redbubble, it costs you $20. We make more money if you buy it off of DFTBA. Right now, we make about mm-hmm. $1.28 or something $3? like that. I think it's 3 for... $3 for t-shirts. I think it's closer to 3 for the shirt. And like but like for the other stuff, cent. it's like... <laughs> I think yeah. we, um, we told Connie um, that we would do a profit sharing for the, the Patronus Fuel uh, design because she came up with Patronus Fuel. Also, we are willing to be profit sharing for other designs if you come up with them. And right now, I think we owe her like 30 cents. And I also think that she's the only person that has bought. <laughs> so we owe her 30 cents of her own money. Her money. Yeah. So yeah, so, but we do have other designs on Redbubble. Last, year, last week, we kind of, kind of announced that we have new designs. You can go on there. Um, like if you go and I don't know if you have gone in the last week and saw that the Black Wizard shirt wasn't on there, the reason is because we switched it over to DFTBA. And it'll also um, be a good place for us to like try out designs, see if you like them or not. And then if they have a good response, we'll probably try to get them over to DFTBA. Um, yeah. But if like, you know, one or two people are buying that merch, it makes more sense to do it um, on Redbubble because it's print on demand, which is also why it costs more. Yep. Now that y'all know all of um, our business. Everything about the merch game. <laughs> well, transparency transparency, transparency, if I could say the word. It is important. Mm-hmm. Now look at you know more and about the so merch game. I feel like how, how it works. Exactly. And you understand for you, if you ever decide that you're trying to be selling merch, yeah. like, you know, ways to make it better on you. And then also so y'all understand why we're moving things over and why things are in two different places right. and it's different and But if you that. live in like say you live in like Ohio right and you got like an extra bedroom or like a garage what then maybe you just want to buy merch but then you also have to deal with actually shipping it out right this is not important yeah what's important is that we (laughs) have merch the pin is fire and only ten dollars like get on that the pin pin is is fire fire. like mm. I, i might need like a couple (laughs) <laughs> I always wanted to be so I watch a lot of news and then we're going to move on but um, and right now Jill Weinbank she was a prosecutor 
for Watergate. So she's like on MSNBC all the time because she has a particular set of knowledge that is very important right now. Um, but she is like the queen. Um, not that she's royal or anything, but she wears a lapel pin and it's a different pin every time she's on. And it always signifies something. And then like Joy Ann Reed will be like, what's the pin today, Jill? And Jill will like, well, this is my Phoenix pin because we about to burn this whole motherfucker down and then rise from the ashes. And I'm like, yes, Jill. Oh, I mean, she doesn't say things like that, but you know, basically. And I want to be that person, except it's just going to be black girl create pins every time. What's your pin today mean, Robin? <laughs> well, this pin <laughs> means that black girls create and we're an intersectional hub. I'm flipping my hair, but it's yes. a it's a No podcast. one can see the hair flips. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no one can see the hair flips. Okay. If you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes as well as other places where you may listen to this podcast and then iTunes also and as well. In Both addition and. to. <laughs> Oh. Um, also subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, a newsletter curated by Withered Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. If you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org. Um, and now for Wizard Team News. <laughs> It is happening. Like when while while y'all listen to this, Robin and I are either on planes or getting ready to be on planes to get to Dallas. So it's happening. If you're going to be there, come check us out. Talking Potter things with our Potter friends from August 10th to the 12th. Um, we have a lot of panels. We're not on all of them together, but we're on, like, a good chunk of them together. And there are some panels um, so, which, uh, you know, just keep this on the down low between us, between us squirrel friends. I'm just gonna crash a few. Like, I'm not on the panel, oh, but I, I got, I have thoughts, so I'm just gonna... And she has, and I have and she time. Has time. So I'm gonna roll up. So, I, I may or may, I may not crash. I haven't actually looked at the full schedule because I'm freaking out about the panels I am on because I'm on a lot, and it seems like I'll be moderating most of Girl, them. you so, and me both. I don't know how that happened. I, I'm kind of like, I, I don't know how that happened. I'm okay with it, but I just have a lot to do. Um, but I do want to point out just real quick, like ones that are notable that we will both be at kind of obviously when you see it, but if you're there. So on Friday the 10th, we have our Wizard Team Live podcast recording. Can you tell the people um, what... Um... what we, uh, yeah, what yeah. we're talking about. Um, so it'll be at 11.30 on Friday a.m., um, and our Wizard Team Live, we will be talking about the inimitable, the undefeatable, the um, legendary, iconic Hermione Jean motherfucking What? And our campaign to get what? her some new friends 2K18. And from 1991 to, to 2018 <laughs> to today. So if y'all have feelings about Hermione Granger, or if you just want to see us talk shit, um, come through. We're really excited. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And if um, you can't make it, but you know someone who can make it, like, slide them your head cannons and your thoughts, and they mm-hmm. can just pull up a, like, Amani from New York has this question. <laughs> like on NPR, <laughs> which I love. Okay. What else are we on? 
So we also have mutual respect and kinship at 12.45 p.m. directly after Wizard Team Live. And y'all pretty much know from the name what we won't do. We did a similar one last year with Portia. This year has a bunch of people on it. So that will be fun. (laughs) That would be an interesting one. Why in the chat did Amani hashtag get her mighty new friends, which is good. Yes. But then follow that up with hashtag show the goat some love, not you, Aberforth. Why? I'm thinking he's like goat not. Hermione, but I don't like want to. Yeah, like greatest of all time, Hermione. We want to show her some love, but also I don't want to confuse y'all, and I don't Sir. want Aberforth to think that this is me co-signing on his thing. So, not you, Aberforth. Sir, but it just felt like maybe show Hermione some love. Hashtag show <laughs> Hermione some love so that it's not so confusing. Also, that's a lot of characters. I know that Twitter, like, Yikes. upped its character count, but still. Quite um, We will be... Oh, wait. I don't know if you're done. Oh, no. <laughs> so we also have... We're on a lot. And this is, again... Again, this is only the ones that, like, I feel like, because y'all know Wizard Team, like, this is, like, the Wizard Team thing. Like, all of them are Harry Potter, obviously. And, like, but we're also, again... Some of them were on separately. So these are the ones, not even all of them that were on together. Um, we also the have uh, Keeping It Fresh. Yeah, highlights. Keeping It Fresh Potter podcast in 2018. So we'll be moderating a panel with other um, Harry Potter podcast hosts, 4.30 p.m. on Friday. Um, so come to the, through to that as well. And then Saturday, 11.30 a.m., we have our Potterhead of Color meetup. Hey! So if you're a Potterhead of Color, slide through. Come see us. Ooh, come can we us. swag surf in our we're meetup? We're going to hang out. That's how we're going to end it. Are we? Because that, I mean, I, is that a POC it thing be. or just a black I just thing? want to see a bunch of people in robes black surfing. Yeah. Maybe we could just do that happen. at our meetup. It's too hot for anybody to be in robes. Yeah, maybe we'll just do that at our meetup. Potterhead of Color meetup. If you're a Potterhead and of color, slide through. We're going to be out here. And then 3.15 on Saturday, we will have our Hogwarts BSU panel, which I am really excited about. It's, it's going to be, be awesome. so good. Who is on that panel, Bayana? So we're we on are. that panel. Who else? So that's, so that's cool. We got Constance what? Gibbs. We got Shady what? Portia. We got Louis oh. Cordyce, a.k.a. Blaze the Blaze Beanie. The beanie. The, my, my car's we got, namesake. We didn't ever tell anyone. We named my car Blaze the Beetle. Because I have a beetle. We did. And then we got Luke Youngblood, a.k.a. Pop, Luke pop. And, like, if we need to, we might FaceTime Eliana in because she was supposed to be on yeah. the panel. We can put her big face but on a thing. But most likely not going to be able to make it. Yeah. We can, like, we can like project yeah. it or something. Maybe I'll just wear, we'll figure it out. like, my... Her, her face on, like, a t-shirt? I, I would do that, but I, I don't have one of those. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I do have a Hermione Granger in the Quarter Life Crisis shirt. But I also have an outfit picked out for this panel. Ooh. So, so those are highlights. highlights. Um, keep in mind, I read off, like, five... Um, I am personally on nine more, so you You're can see why I'm a little more? stressed. I think. I don't think my whole I'm schedule panel is spam. up because. No, I think your whole schedule is up. Maybe it just I, didn't. I got maybe it ended up being screwed. less than mine by accident. No, I think you got over eager at the beginning, <laughs> and that's Let's why you got get screwed. Screwed. I, I don't care because <laughs> I wasn't on that many. And also, you plan on you plan on um, crashing, crashing anyway. So I think yeah, it's I'm not fine. calling it on. 
Um, well, except for all of Wizard Team, but it's fine. Y'all can keep a secret. <laughs> the people, the powers that be don't listen to this. <laughs> Obviously. They don't. Anyways, August 10th through 12th, come see, check oh, us out. Oh, we are using the um, hashtag HogwartsBSU. Hashtag LeakyCon. I was about oh, to say sorry. that, but cool. <laughs> you didn't write it in the thingy. Oh, you did. I you did. did. It's so in you there. You have to go down to the mm-hmm. other page. Okay. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Line breaks. But we are. So we're using the hashtag HogwartsBSU in conjunction with hashtag LiggyCon. So if you're there and you want to rap Wizard Team and HogwartsBSU. And if you're not there hashtag. and you're feeling FOMO or you just want to be a part of it, hashtag HogwartsBSU anyway, and we got you. We'll see it. Also, if you're not a Patronus... I would like really try to get on that real quick because we go have some extras and some special stuff that is more, it's, it's more yeah. better, more better, more better. No. no, no, it is better. More special, whatever. Like the stuff that we did for San Diego Comic-Con wasn't like that great. Cause we couldn't figure out what to include and what not to include, but we actually are on staff at this con so we know what to expect and we have our schedules way far in advance and we're on, and panels, we're on panels and we have and we have squad, and squad so we just have more capacity even though we're all over capacity but we've we've planned out our our patronus specials like we know what they are we're not flying by the seat mm-hmm. of our pants here <clears throat> meet up we will be having a wizard team hogwarts bsu meetup it will be happening. So the poll, only three people <laughs> responded to the poll. And those are the... Well, I mean, to maybe by Wednesday, because this is Monday that we're recording. So maybe in two days. It'll okay, be so then I'll announce it. We will announce it on Wednesday on Twitter and on Facebook and on all those things. Um, there's a doodle for the meetup. If you're listening now and you're like, oh, I want to put in my vote for the meetup. And I haven't yet. Um... Which is just on our Twitter, check Slack, on our Slack, Twitter, on our Facebook Weather Team group, and do it like in the morning, so that we can make an announcement on Wednesday today. Still, yeah. Timey wimey, it gets timey wimey. But yeah, do it as soon as you hear this, <laughs> so we can make an announcement about when the meetup will happen. We know where it will be. It will be at the Hilton. Something. Shores. <laughs> Hilton well, Bayfront. Well, it's not. We're going to confuse people. We will put, it's definitely that's not San Diego. Because that's in San Diego. We will put it all out in writing on. It's on, at a Hilton media near the convention center. Okay. A Hilton near the convention center is not an address, though. So we will figure it out. We're going to ca- try to keep it low key and near and close enough to the convention center because we still have like staff. Uh, What's the word? Yeah. Obligations. Um, so we don't want to be like too far. Yeah. And we want to be able to like do that stuff while also like hanging out with y'all. Cause y'all it's at the Hilton near the, um, there's only one. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, let's move on. Magical birthdays. This Saturday is Jenny Weasley's birthday. So happy birthday to Jenny Weasley. And I believe that is it. I just did this whole thing of inputting things in the thing I don't know what that means um I swear that we're missing birthdays like 
not of the team because like obviously we're missing birthdays of the team but we get them as you guys tell us about them and then we put them in that's how that works mm-hmm. um yeah but i feel like we're missing important harry, harry potter, harry potter birthdays, but i can't think of who those people would be some well some that's we true. don't have but so we have like think pomona so, sprout's then... birthday mm-hmm. but dumbledore doesn't yeah. have a birthday um, it is not at a Hilton. It is at the that's Hyatt Regency in Dallas. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. See, that's why I said don't confuse anybody. That's Definitely at the Hyatt Regency, though. Definitely. Uh, okay, sorry. Previously well, on Google Wizard was a trip. Sorry, because I went to why? check the doodle, and then I looked up, and it's like, time and relative blackness in space, unisex t-shirt. Get it now. And I'm like, yo... Oh yikes! Google. Yeah, chill out, fam. Chill out. I do. That <laughs> happens to me too. I get like ads for my for like our shit, and I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> chill out. I'm just like, <laughs> Calm ew. Down. Does not Be make cool, me fam. feel good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Makes me want to throw this whole computer yeah. in the garbage and set it on fire. <laughs> I'm like, y'all watch me make this design. Why are you now marketing it to me? Can we not? <laughs> Like, yeah, it's kind of gross, but it just is what it is at this point. Okay, previously on Wizard Team, um, A Very Frosty Christmas, Harry tells Ron and Remus and Arthur about Draco and Snape's conversation, which to Harry proves that Draco is up to something and is a Death Eater and working for Voldemort. And also that Snape is up to something and is a Death Eater and working for Voldemort. Um, Ron, uh, sorry, Remus and Arthur it. are like... And only he can fix it because Remus and Arthur, he already knows what they're going to say. And then they do say that maybe Snape was just trying to find out what Draco's up to. And he's like, I knew you were going to say that, except can we really trust Snape? And Remus is like, yeah, we probably should. Just because, you know, Dumbledore probably has more information on the situation than you do. No? Okay. okay never mind. Keep going. Mind your business. Or don't <laughs> mind your business. Keep running around like a chicken with your head cut off if you want. Remus is on a mission with werewolves. He's a spy, acting as a spy because most of the werewolves are on Voldemort's side. He also is able to kind of like provide some father figure stuff for Harry, even if Harry doesn't want to acknowledge it. Floor is being mad shady to um, Mrs. Weasley, mostly around Celestina Warbeck. Harry asks Remus a lot of uncomfortable questions about Tonks without realizing that they're uncomfortable, which is hilarious. And then Rufus Scrimger uses Percy as a way to get to the the borough to get to Harry to ask him to work for the ministry. Which, uh, you know, you can just tell how that sounds. That was was a no. It was a no from all of us, dog. We also... It was a strong no. We found out that... We found this out on... On the Twitter, I believe. And I'm not sure where we... Kylie, who's on staff at Mischief Management, let us know that they have to hold elections every seven years, which is great, but why are they so bad at being politicians? Well, so she was saying that, but then she was also saying that, like, but there are exceptions. So, like, Scrimger was not elected. He was appointed. Right. It was, like, one of those emergency, like, okay, you do Mm -hmm. the job. Which, you know, doesn't usually end well. Yikes. But, so there's situations where, like, they have to have elections every seven years, but then they can also be appointed in a lot of other ways. Um, and there are no term limits either. I don't, yeah. 
So it it's just not. So there's no imperative for people to actually try to be good politicians and know how to talk to their constituency. So it's totally fine to be like, I don't care if you die, but it'd be great if before you died, you came out and said that you supported this thing, this entity that's only really treated you unfairly and others. And yeah, we are doing extrajudicial arrest and imprisonment, but you know, we ain't Voldemort, dude. Yep. Vote for me. (laughs) Rufus Grimger. (laughs) 1997. I just like, I'm still stuck on how. Or I guess 96. Bad he wasn't talking to. First off, one, like we said, Harry's a child. He's 16. There's no reason for you to even be writing an autobiography or whatever. So you really shouldn't be talking to him without his guardians. Or to just be popping up at the place that you know he's going to be at, at his friend's house, just to talk to him. When you know that the people who are tasked with taking care of him are against this. Right. So don't do that. But also, if you're going to do that, have a script that's going to be even a little bit tempting for him. It's a waste of time. Or just don't, because it was going to be a waste of time. Like, Harry is not stupid. We talk a lot about him being, like, not being a Ravenclaw. Which Mm -hmm. is true, but I think often when we say that, it's because he's really Gryffindor and, like, is hell, like, doesn't often stop to take the time to think in order to, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because he's already there. He said, I didn't think. I'm just there already. Like, that's what, that's why when we say he's not a Ravenclaw, it's because he didn't think that shit through. He just went. He heard some shit going down. He's there. He apparated. He don't even, he's too young to apparate, but he he was, he immediately. got a thrust Right? But, like, but he's also not dumb, right? Like, he can tell, especially something like the ministry, right? Like, he, first of all, saw how the ministry has treated lots of people before they even treated him like shit. They saw the whole thing with Buckbeak. They saw the way Fudge, or he saw the way Fudge dealt with uh, the Chamber of Secrets. Saw the way they dealt with Sirius Black and the Dementors. Like, so many ways, so many things before, when they were treating him well, oh. right? When they were like, oh, it's Harry Potter. He can do whatever he wants. He can blow up his aunt. Like, he still saw that shit, right? And then on top of it, they put him through hell his entire fifth year at Hogwarts and got this woman in, in the school torturing him. Oh. And then next year you won't be on some, well, wouldn't it be great if you told us that it would be, that, like, we were doing a good job? Mm-hmm. Like, what? No, he's not stupid. Why the hell? Or like I like I say about um Hagrid. Hagrid is dumb, not stupid. And the same goes for Harry Potter. Harry is dumb. As in, just like what you said, he does some dumb shit over and over and over and over again. He's dumb. But he's not stupid. He he his brain works and can make logical leaps and conclusions and can put put two and two together know that knows that that equals four he, d- he is dumb but only in that he doesn't always take yes. that time it's more the process of it than like his action his, his brain, brain works, works. sometimes he right. just doesn't when use he it. deigns to use it it works perfectly well so yeah i just i just feel like scrim like it i really scrimger should have not like, there's not even, like, if you if you were going to do it, because there's no way that he could have done that to make Harry be like, yeah, sure, I'll tell, other than, like, go back in time and fix all the shit that, he's, that they've done, mm-hmm. like, in the past year and a half. Like, I don't really know that there is much they could do to fix that relationship. Okay, so, chapter 17, A Sluggish Memory. 
Oh man, um, here so, comes another one. A few days after adult. New Year, Harry. You said what? I'm just marveling at these adults. Oh yeah, true. There, it's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, so the, a few days after New Year's, Harry, Ron, and Jenny wind up in the kitchen fire to return to Hogwarts. So we've not seen them take flu powder to Hogwarts before. That's because that wasn't that didn't used to be a thing. It's only a thing now because um, of Voldemort. So they're trying to like make sure kids have a safe and quick way to get home or to get to Hogwarts from home um, without having much interference from the Dark Lord, basically. Um, and so Mrs. Weasley is the only one who gets to, who sees them off. Um, she's been crying on and off since Percy stormed out um, of the house on Christmas Day with his glasses splattered with mashed parsnip for which Fred, George, and Jenny all claimed credit, which, you know, mm-hmm. makes sense. Jenny's like, don't cry, it's okay. And Ron said, yeah, don't worry about us or about Percy. He's such a prat. It's not really a loss, is it? Which doesn't really help, but I, I understand like the sibling. Well, I'll, I'll say it. Because like, we don't really see how Bill and Charlie kind of react to having, to Percy kind of disowning the family. But at least with his younger siblings, they're all kind of like, like I could see how they are really hurt by it, right? Because it's like their older brother and as much as they made fun of him and as much as like they kind of had, didn't necessarily agree with the way that he was, they still loved him and that's their older brother. And so the way, like him kind of disowning the family, I think hurt them more than it did, or no, Hurt them more than they would like to let on. Oh, totally. Right. But I think so that they, they so have they a do very things like so the amount of anger in that hurt. I know, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So like that, but I think that they're they have more anger than I think like like Molly yeah. is just mm-hmm. sad. And Arthur is angry, but like yeah, Arthur is angry, but is also upset, but also he's like a parent, right? So that anger is slightly different. Like he's not going to throw mashed parsnips in his son's right. face. Right. And like, we don't, again, we don't see Bill he's and Charlie. He's more disappointed but, that um, he raised a son that would be this. Right. Whereas like Fred, George, Jenny, and Ron are like yeah. betrayed. But yeah, so I think, I think they, they feel betrayed. And so it, and so like the way that they kind of react to Percy being there is different than how like the older members of their family do so then like calling him Pratt or like that time when Percy wrote Ron that BS like letter and Ron was like well I'm ripping this up and throwing it into the fire because that's what I think about your be yeah. your bullshit and you're talking about congratulations on being a prefect make sure you tell uh cut ties with Harry Potter and hang out with Umbridge like how about no and then like again Fred George and Jenny throwing parsnip parsnips in his face like you know what you don't even need to be here and also knowing that like he's not even there cuz he really wants to be there so yeah it's just interesting to kind of see the ways that like they react to Percy versus the older members of the family Yeah I mean I, like you said though there's a difference in the way parents react to parental love and then siblings are more it's just more grounded the same way you'd call out a friend you'd call out your sibling but a little bit harsher actually because Mm-hmm. like what you gonna do fam <laughs> you know what I mean? right. um but I do think that it's important because Percy's never actually really fit in with his siblings like he's always kind of been an outlier like even Bill who did everything that Percy did did it with some style and some swagger and yeah. like and was not as wasn't like, as extra just... 
And he also wasn't as impressionable, yeah, I think. Definitely. He was he's ambitious, but he knows who he is and isn't going to mm-hmm. like change who he is to fit his ambitions. And I think that that right. is something that Percy has to get to. And I think that's also <laughs> why Arthur is so sad and disappointed because it would be very upsetting mm-hmm. as a parent to think that you raise someone who's so willing to like push aside their values to get a job or to have like some right. proximity to power. Mm-hmm. And Arthur sees through what Percy is doing and Molly's just living on hope and like denial. Like she yeah. just wants her baby back. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a really sad situation. Yep, we're going to leave it at that because I'm not ready to talk about other things that happen after <laughs> that. So, Mrs. Weasley <laughs> sobbed harder than ever um, as she hugged Harry. Promise me you'll look after yourself. Stay out of trouble. I always do, Mrs. Ah! Weasley, said Harry. I like a quiet life. You know me. Since when? Ah! I know it's sarcasm, Ooh. but still. Like, why even, why even attempt? You should have just said, I'll do what I can. <laughs> and what I can is not very much. So uh, they go take the flu network and end up in Professor McGonagall's office. She barely glanced up from her work as he as Harry clambered out over the grate. Evening, Potter. Try not to get too much ash on the carpet. No, Professor. Um, and I love McGonagall. She's like, I just got kids appearing in my fireplace all day, and I'm just gonna keep doing my work. So how's it going? Don't don't get ash on my carpet. I will see you in class tomorrow. Oh. Like, just keep it moving. It's such a dumb um, way to get back. I mean, I guess it's not. Well, it's again, it's it's only done this. It's not like they do this regularly. I know. So I think it's really just to like cut out the. I feel like port keys might have been better. Well, no, but I think that port keys require much more. Um... Yeah. And there's also the chance that the wrong the person the gets it or, like, a, it's another way for Draco to sneak in some Death Eaters or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how port keys, like, yeah. how you can put security on a port key, but I just... Yeah. And I don't know how their belongings get there because it doesn't seem like they have their stuff. Maybe just get summoned? I don't know. Maybe it goes to... They send it on the Hogwarts Express to Hogsmeade. Like, it's... um. Cargo train. Yeah. It just feels like, I mean, McGonagall's just a beast and so she can handle it, but it just feels like I would, I would turn violent at the end of this. So Harry waited for Ron and Ginny and then the three of them go to Gryffindor Tower. Baubles said Ron confidently when they reached the fat lady who was looking rather paler than usual and winced at his loud voice because she's hungover. But like, again, how does that work? uh, How do portraits... How do portraits there get drunk? There is a magical portraitist who just sits there and draws booze and food. But I just feel like if you're gonna be a magical portrait, no, just a magical oh. portrait. I just feel like if you're not even a real person, like why then make it possible for them to get drunk? Like, sure they can drink, but I just feel like that's out of pocket. What to not is be the like point of existing person. on a wall? Like, give them something. They're on a I wall guess. dealing with You're right. Harry Potter's ass for seven years? <laughs> they need something. I guess. It just seems, I don't know. The ghost cannot get um, drunk. 
Um, Connie asked if the ghosts yeah, get Connie drunk, asked. and they, I don't think that they can because they can't even eat. That's why they have like rotten food on their table so they can like hover through it and, and they just and get a whiff. Yeah. So I mean, if they it's if like, they, oh my if God. they okay, so I'm ever clear. <laughs> right. Okay. You know what's really funny is I so I have never had Lacroix, but like LaCroix? my stepmom drinks it, but the, or look whatever whatever the fuck. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I've never had it before, but I like the tweets about like how bad it is makes me um like it like and just the exaggeration of it is really funny to me. But it seems like that would be a good somebody make that tweet if you've had, but it like tastes like a a goat like if you were a ghost like zooming through a table just to get a whiff of like some flavor or some shit. I don't know. Not good at not good at that stuff. Like not writing it down. I'll I'll I'll, I'll write it down. I'll edit it. I'll come and back to you. She's gonna have a it. banger of a joke, and it's gonna be great. Just wait and see. But you are very funny. It's just the workshopping of the joke. It's not good. It's fine. It just popped in my head. Like if I had some time to think about it, then like maybe it would like hit. But I just. Ain't done that yet. It just popped in my head just now. <laughs> okay, moving on. Like someone um, whispered lime in your ear while you were drinking it. <laughs> yes, that was one of them. <laughs> There's a new password, the fat lady said, but we've been away. How are we supposed to? Harry, Jenny. Hermione was hurrying toward them, very pink faced and wearing a cloak, hat, and gloves. So notice she did not nah. say Ron. She said, oh, look, there's Harry and Jenny. I've missed them. She says, I've got back a couple hours ago. I just went to visit Hagrid and uh, Witherwings. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, said Ron at once. Pretty eventful. Rufus Grimm, I've got something for you, Harry, said Hermione, neither looking at Ron nor giving any sign that did she I, Because literally, did no I one ask asked you. you. I, I purposely <laughs> like, said. She made a point to not ask Harry, you. So, Jenny, how was your break? <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't get it. Connie was like, Ron totally ignored that Hermione ignored him. Exactly. Because he was like, yeah, we did. And she's like, mm, that's not, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know who you are. Um, so the password is abstinence because the fat lady is really <laughs> regretting her, um, her little, uh, The fat lady reminds me of Bridget Jones. With her friend Violet. Oh my God. The fat lady is Bridget of Jones. Who? Oh. <laughs> She's just writing the amount of units that she drank and, and calories she ate. I can't. And then waking up in the morning, it's like, I'm changing my life. And then by halfway through the day, she's like, let me just get a little nibble. <laughs> just a little taste. Carly <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. said, where is the sex ed class with the abstinence password? That it is, is a question for which... I don't have answers. Okay, yeah. So Hermione gave uh, Harry a note with Dumbledore's writing on it, um, saying that he has a lesson with Dumbledore the following night. Um, And then Harry says, I got loads to tell him and you. Let's sit down. But at that moment, there was a loud squeal of Juan Juan, and Lavender Brown came hurtling out of nowhere and flung her arms into Ron's arms, or flung herself, sorry, into Ron's arms. Several onlookers sniggered. Hermione gave a tinkling laugh and said, there's a table over here. Coming, Jenny? Um, so I think, I feel like 
so we'll see that like Hermione continues to ignore Ron um, and doesn't really want to be around him. But I think she's also had some time away to like get some perspective right. and is not as like, like before she was just straight I'm, up angry. I'm not going to be baited. But now that. that she's exactly. Cause like now she's like, I know that's what he's doing and I just no longer have the time. Um, and she, you know, it's been Christmas. She's finally spent some time with her family. So she probably got grounded, you know? <laughs> and so now she can be back and be upset about that. She was like, still, oh, you know, you know what? Salty, this is what love like, looks okay, like. I can. Okay. Right. I remember. But also she can do that and then be on some like, I'm still hurt by this. And like, I still like Ron and all that kind of stuff. And he's still tripping. But like, I'm also not going to let it affect me the way that it was before Christmas. Right. Because she was running out of classes, crying. She like was leaving her shit behind. Like she was really distraught. And at this point she's like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just going to keep living my life while Ron does whatever the fuck he's doing over there. And you know what? Kudos to her. And we have to remember that she is 16, 17 at this point. 17. And so, you know, someone, you always have to learn this at some point in your life. And this is petty. I'm going to say it anyway, because that's who I am. Why couldn't she have learned this, like, over Victor Crumb, who is somebody? (laughs) Damn. Who is somebody? (laughs) My God. I I think it's because she didn't like Victor in that same way. I keep saying it, but like. But I think it's because she didn't. Like, the, her relationship with Victor wasn't, wasn't the same. Like, I don't think she was, like, sprung off Victor. Like, I never got the sense that she no. was sprung off him. Like, she liked him, and, like, she clearly liked snogging him, and they were pen pals, and I think probably are mm-hmm. still pen pals, and, like, and all of that, but I don't think that she, I mean, I guess for lack of a better term, she wasn't in love with him. That was just her, like, that was her boo thing. And also, like, he wasn't out here, like, Victor kind of worshipped the ground that Hermione walked on. Like, she he was definitely on some like, would you come home and visit me in Bulgaria? And Hermione's like, mm, we'll see. So like, I don't think Victor was really tripping in the way that Ron is tripping. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a different dynamic. So it may not have been like she may not have been able to learn that lesson. And yeah, that way. I get it. I just Ron. Yeah, I, mean, I, know <laughs> I love that I can just say nothing, and you you're mean. like, yeah, yeah. I same. mean, yeah. I I do understand. Yeah. He just is so, it's just so, and then he's like, and she's like, and then you're like, and it just, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Victor was her okay. Alexis, what's his face, Mr. Serena? <laughs> Ohanian. Alexis Ohanian. Oh, tangent. That I already kind of tan, tan, tangized <laughs> on Slack earlier today. But this dude came up to me when I was at the lake. And he waited. I had my headphones on. I wasn't listening to anything. But I'm a girl. I have my headphones on. I was walking the dog. And he made eye contact with me. And then he said hello. And then he waited for me to take my headphones off. And then he said, hi. I was just wondering if I could walk with you for a little while. And we could talk and get to know each other. And I was like, oh, no, I'm good. And then he was like, okay, thanks. Have a good day. And turned around and left. He didn't touch me. He didn't call me a frigid old bitch. He didn't, because <laughs> you know, I could go. It beats no, that I, way sometimes. You, I know. Oh. I do know. But you, you're too good to talk to nobody. It's 
you ugly, ugly anyway. anyway. And part of me wanted to run around and be like, I'm sorry, sir, you can walk with me because I wanted to reinforce that that is the behavior that we're looking for when dudes try to holler. But also, you know, I'm me. And Victor... No, I think that you don't have to reward that behavior. That's just the behavior that he should have in the first place. I know, but I just feel like the bar That's is so great low for him and it's, no, I, that I want to reinforce I it, you know? Oh, I know. Oh, you know, know, you know. I got hauled out by a dude in a car. I know. Mm-hmm. Guys touch me on the street. What? Yeah. I just realized, sorry, this is also even more random. I have a pocket full of things. <laughs> I was coming upstairs and so I was like I needed my hands and so I stuffed them in my pocket and I just remembered that it's like six pins. they're all colorful and shit too I was like I was like I just had this lump right here weird, like, weird. nerdy icon I also like honestly LeakyCon has me so scrambled like, so I, I was like oh shit I don't even remember putting those there Woo. I was like Jesus okay cool um but anyway, the reason why, and it wasn't a complete tangent, but the reason why I thought of that was because Victor is Alexis Ohanian, which I don't think so. Yeah, Victor is Alexis Ohanian, and Ron is Drake. And then this dude is Alexis Ohanian, and the dude who holler at me from the car is Drake. Like, there's two types of dudes in this world. Even though there's mm-hmm. just a plethora of types of dudes in this world. Yeah. Ilya says she's been cornered multiple times by guys in parking lots. Once at night. How do you think that's going to end well? How? What? Yeah. yeah. You cornering me in the parking lot, my dude? Oh yeah, I really want to like let my guard down and let you know who I am as a person and all my vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. No, where is mm-hmm. my pepper spray? <laughs> well, I mean, technically, that's okay. Where we should just—that's another conversation for another podcast on another day. We should start a podcast dating for misanthropes and nerds. I don't know who would do it though, because I don't have. <laughs> I was gonna say Portia. Portia <laughs> got. Portia got a dude to marry her. And but she's not. He like read the books. But I was gonna say Whoa. like, haven't they been together for a while? Does that count as dating? But but when she got, when she got him, she molded him. Like she had to get him at some point. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Stop. We will talk about that at some point. I'm just saying oh, she got him to read the. I just know it can't be me, he, and it he can't took be the you. Patronus so somebody test in the community. It should be Portia and Darren. They that. should do this. <laughs> like this is how you do human human dating things. Brought to you by Black Girls Create. <laughs> <laughs> We're tuning in every every week. Okay, so uh, Hermione asks if Jenny is going to come sit with them. She says that she said she'd meet Dean, um, and Harry notices that she didn't sound very enthusiastic. Which, you know, is pro- it's probably true. And I think he's also a little too hopeful. Um, but also, you know, sometimes you just, like, grow apart from people. And I'm sure that happens. So. Uh, you know. Again. 
Me and Robin can be <laughs> hypothetical podcast. <laughs> hey, how dare you? I have been in a long-term relationship since I was seven years old. Okay. Okay. Let's, okay. I can talk until I'm blue in the face about how to have a lovely relationship with someone who does not know that you exist. Okay. Yeah, since I was seven, Connie. His name is Joshua Scott Chazé. I knew it. Why did you say yeah. anything? I was just going to leave it. I was going to leave it alone and just let her say it. It is a lovely one-sided relationship. I don't need the judgment. I'm happy. So, so Harry asks Hermione how her Christmas was. She says, oh, fine, nothing special. How is it at Wanwan's? Which... I love. It gets me every time. <laughs> she said it's so, it so casually too. How is it at Juan Juan's? <laughs> this is the first time any of them have heard Lavender call him Juan Juan. They're like, oh, so. I would never um, let that go. Tell you if, that, if Ron is my friend, like no. he's being called Juan Juan, he will be 75 years old going in for <laughs> his second hip. And I'm going to be like, doctor, I really need you to take care of my Juan Juan. <laughs> better than his wheezy oh it's just as cute but like (laughs) one you can make fun of him for harry says look hermione can't you no i can't said hermione so don't even ask because again it's not on hermione to forgive ron it's on ron to stop being an asshole and then ask for forgiveness but she can't just do that when he has not shown any or hasn't learned a goddamn thing hasn't learned anything it just doesn't it does not like harry is just like i just um, need this, i need quidditch to go well and yep. you're fucking up my plans <laughs> i mean and his friendships nah. right like he misses hanging out with the three of them together he does but also it quidditch is, it is said it is known but also quidditch yes <laughs> and as well um <laughs> i thought maybe you know over christmas it was the fat lady who drank a vat of 500-year-old wine, Harry, not me. Also, how does wine age in portraits? Okay, never mind. It's Same fine. way it ages. And where does it go? Like, once they drink it all, like, does it... They pee it out? Replenish Listen. itself? Or is it just gone? Because it was, like, all the wine in the Charms Corridor. Does that wine no longer exist? No. But, like, then what about Someone's the painting? Someone's got to paint some new ones and uh, erase the empty <sighs> or refill the empties with new liquor. I don't... Girl... You're talking to someone who is currently <laughs> scooping up poo, trying to find her Scrabble tiles. Listen, things are weird. I don't know where the stuff goes after you've imbibed it. I'm missing okay. Scrabble tiles here. Okay. I just, I just had questions. That's all. Connie says, just let it be magic. I know that. I just, I just. Oh, this know one, you want to know how it works, building. but the, the freaking pooping canaries, you're fine with accepting that. I just, world building is important and, to me. And if they say that that's a thing that happens, it's cool. I just, if if we get more mechanisms okay, on that, sure. Okay, how do you make... It still happens. How do you conjure up pooping animals? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. It's also a question that we can take to the Twitters. Because you were just like, oh, Robin, why are you tripping over this one? See it. I didn't say tripping. You were saying that it's impossible. And I was just saying it's obviously possible because it's in the thing. But like, yeah, how does it happen? Who knows? So Harry tells Hermione about Malfoy and Snape. Um, and Hermione's like, don't you think he was pretending to help, uh, to offer to help so he can trick Malfoy? And Hermione's like, well, yeah. 
that's probably what's happening. Um, and Harry's like, Arthur and Lupin, or Mr. Weasley and Lupin think so as well. Um, but you can't, but this definitely proves Malfoy's planning something. You can't deny that. No, I can't, Hermione answered slowly. And he's acting on Voldemort's orders, just like I said. Hmm. Did either of them actually mention Voldemort's name? Uh, Harry frowned, trying to remember. I'm not sure. Snape definitely said your master, but who else would that be? I don't know, said Hermione. Maybe his father? Um, so she doesn't want to believe it, but I think she's also trying to think it through. Because again, Harry is not a Ravenclaw. So as soon as he comes to a, con- a certain conclusion, he just is like, that's what it is. And I'm just going to stick into it, right? And like in this particular case, he's correct. Um, at least on the Malfoy side. But I think it's also, there is something to be said about like thinking through all of the possibilities. You know? I agree. Sorry, I had to take a sip of beer. Because um, I was about to choke. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah. I'm still about to check. Um, I agree. But this is also just something that we've talked about. Like, even when Harry is right, there are all of the way there are all of these ways. Sorry, Portia's talking about how you can get high off of it. Her looks are still on the painting. Um, there are all of these ways oh. in which like it's like in math when they made you show your work, you know? Like Harry mm-hmm. never wants to show his yeah. work. And, like, I hated that shit because I was like, I got the right answer. They're like, but how did you get the right answer? And I'm like, I don't know, bitch, magic. I don't know. I don't know what I did. (laughs) I can't do it again. But give me my A. Okay? And that's what Harry is. Like, and it works out now. But it's annoying. And I think it's important because Hermione is, like, the conscience his conscience and the person he learns from and the reason why we're going to have a whole panel about how she needs new friends. Like, it's important for her to say, like, have you thought about, because you're, like, she knows. He's about to, like, bust in Dumbledore's office like the Kool-Aid man being like, Draco and Snape and, you know, it's like, well, have you thought about Mm -hmm. any other possible possibilities or explanations for this before you go off half cocked. I just don't want you to look dumb. True. But Harry get a Harry. Yeah. And so He dumb. He not stupid. Um then so then Hermione So then Hermione asks, um, how's Lupin? (laughs) Um and then which I'm like, I just appreciate Hermione like well, one, she's lost in thought. So she's, like, really thinking about it. And then she's like, oh, well, what about Remus? Because, like, I didn't get to see him. And how is he? And he exists. So Harry brings up Fenrir Greyback and says, have you heard of him? Um, and Hermione says, yes, I have. And so have you. When? History of magic? You know full well I never listened. <laughs> no, no, not history of magic. Malfoy threatened Borgen with him back in, in Nocturne Alley. I forgot, said Harry. But this proves Malfoy's a Death Eater. How else could be oh, he be in contact with him what to do? And Hermione's like, it is pretty suspicious, unless... Oh, come on, said Harry. You can't get around this Yeah, you can. His father is a Death Eater. Ipso facto, he's in contact with Death Eaters. Right. But also, there is a possibility that it's an empty threat. And Harry's like, you're unbelievable, you are. We'll see who's right. You'll be eating your words, Hermione. Just like the Ministry, which is, like, very extra... Um, but okay. Harry has been hanging out with (laughs) Aminata, who gave me the strongest clap back when I said, 
Ami, why you guys gotta do the most? Because she said, because the most is better. I was like, can't you do the medium sometimes? Speaking of Aminata, what? Hey, girl! What is Baby that? talk? Can I say hi? Does it look like I'm Can I say hi? You want to come talk about Harry Potter real quick? Come here. All right, we're pausing this regularly scheduled programming. Come on. Can you give us an update on where you're at in the book? Hi. She has on a bonnet because she's black, but also because she's Oh, I was like, is she going to, she finally going to bed on time? Okay. No. Bonnet boys, 2K18. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, that's it. So, can you tell us where you are in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? Um. Do you remember what chapter you're on? Mm-hmm. What chapter? The third, the third. The third master. You got to talk louder. The potion Ugh. master. The potion master. Have you read any of those? Um, you haven't read that chapter yet, right? Not really. But you read the Sorting Hat, right? Mhm. Um, and so what happened in the Sorting Hat? The Sorting Hat. The Sorting Hat was sorting everybody, and he was yelling, "Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, Hufflepuff." <laughs> who got put in Gryffindor? Hermione. And who else? Hermione, Granger, Harry Potter, and Ron. Yeah. Um, and who got put in Slytherin? Um, you can't remember? Mm-hmm. There you go. You remember Mouse? Oh, right. Hear you at all. Oh, Mouse? <laughs> Draco Malfoy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what else has happened? What's your fa- What's your favorite part that's happened so far? The sorting hat. That was your favorite part. Yes. Why? Cause of, why was it your favorite? Cause this the sorting hat funny. Yeah. Yes. Um, Even though we saw the chocolate thing, that was disgusting. The chocolate. The thing? frog. Yeah, the chocolate sorting hat. The f- oh no, she's talking about. I was looking at the um, oh the cake. Somebody shared the like sorting hat mm-hmm. cake in the uh, in the Facebook group, and she was sitting next to me when I saw it. When I was looking at it, and she was like, oh, what is that? It looks cool as, like, a sorting hat, but then, like, watching it happen, we were both yeah. like, oh, God. Um, <laughs> it's involved. What does that say? It says Ami Hi. Who's that? That's... Oh. Just say hi. <laughs> just try to say hi, Patronuses. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. It... Um, what chapter do you really want to get to, Ami Team? Chapter 10, Halloween. <laughs> Why? Cause I like Halloween. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna like. Ask her uh, what house she she wants to be in. What house do you want to be in? Ravenclaw and Gryffindor. Why? Yeah. Yes. How come? Because Gryffindors are smart and brave, and Ravenclaws are also smart. <laughs> I guess. I think you probably will be in one of those two, even though you're too young to be sorted. You got five years. Um, so okay, 11. last question. Who's your favorite character in Harry Potter so far? Hermione. The Slytherin ghost. The Slytherin ghost? scary? Yes. I thought you didn't like the Slytherin ghost. I thought he scared you. No, not really. I feel like everything, you always like he's the scariest gross. things. You like the Bloody Baron? Because he's scary. Who's Bloody Baron? Who's Bloody Huh? Who's Bloody The Slytherin ghost. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah? You like Ask her about Peeves. Ghost? What about Peeves? Yes, yeah. You like Peeves? I 
Where's Luna? She's right here. I got your conk. That did happen. Oh, I see you. She's sleeping. Okay. All right. All right, baby. You gotta go. No, no. Say bye bye. No. Yeah, you gotta go because I have to finish recording. Okay. When I finish, I'll come get you. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Say bye, Robin. Bye, kiddo. Cool. Update. And sneak peek into next year when she'll hopefully have read the entire book. Um, we were dealing with her getting our conks all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, that's like, so we did read, I guess we did read a little bit of the Potions Master. I've had to read some of it to her because she um, has, she be panicking, y'all. And so the books are, they freak her out a little bit because of the way that, because the words are smaller and there's no pictures. Um, so I'm like, I can read it to you. And because it's longer than a book that she's read. So I'm like, I can read it with you. And so we were on Bart, but it's hard because Bart is loud as hell. So we had to stop after Peeves screamed, got your conk. So. And she got my conk. She got Bionis conk. She got Luna's conk. She got so many damn conks, guys. Conks on conks <laughs> on conks. Yeah. Yeah. And she let us know that um, Luna was obviously a griffin dog because she's not even a door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just some really like great insight, you know. You know, if only she hasn't finished the book yet. So soon, soon come. It'll be interesting. Okay, so then uh, Harry tells Hermione about Rufus Scrimger, and the rest of the evening passed amicably, with both of them abusing the Minister of Magic. For Hermione, like Ron, thought that after all the ministry had put Harry through the previous year, they had a great deal of nerve asking him for help now. Um, I also kind of like that. Hermione and Harry kind of get this moment on their own, like even though they're they don't the three of them don't get to is hang out. Ginny like, not least, there. Again, this is like the one time. No, oh, Ginny right. left. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. She went yeah. to go hang out with Dean. No, it's just I, I like the fact that like again, oftentimes when when Ron and Hermione are in a fight, Harry kind of gravitates to mm-hmm. Ron, and that's for a number of reasons. They're, they're best boys. friends. Like obviously he like they're boys, and also like. Ron's family is, for all intents and purposes, Harry's family. So there's, like, a lot of different reasons for that. But I think sometimes Hermione ends up getting forgotten, which we will talk about (laughs) on Friday. (laughs) In this case, I do appreciate that Harry is like, okay, Ron's over there with Lavender. He don't need me over there. I'm going to hang out with Hermione because she, one, needs me. Two, I missed her. I haven't seen her in, like, at least two weeks, probably longer. And I have stuff to update her on, and we can, you know, we're also best friends. And so I just appreciate that kind of showing yeah. of that, of their friendship in that way. Their friendship is very important in a way that, like, we, we've we talked about with the, like, you can not speak to your friend for weeks at a time or longer, but that doesn't make, like, lessen the importance or the value of the friendship. Their friendship is very important in that sense of, like I said, Hermione is Harry's conscience, but like Harry needs to talk things out with both Ron and Hermione, even if he doesn't listen to what they have to say. It feels like Harry cannot make an a movement, like an action, and felt like confidently mm-hmm. he can't confidently make an action or do something with if he hasn't at least like spoken to the two of them. Which is why when he sticks his face in Snape's thoughts, he does not talk to them about that because he did that on his own 
and he knew like he already knows what right. they would say especially especially Hermione. Hermione he might stop talking to him for a little bit right but it was not an action <laughs> that he like ran by them like even when they're like oh Harry oh my god at least they like most of the time know what's coming mm-hmm true um, okay, so the next, the next new term started the next morning with a pleasant surprise for six years. Um, there's a sign um, on their notice boards advertising apparition lessons. Hey. Um, if you are 17 years of age or will turn 17 on or before the 31st of August next, you are eligible for the 12 week course of apparition lessons um, from Ministry of Magic from an, sorry from a minister Ministry of Magic apparition instructor. Please sign below if you would like to participate. Cost is 12 galleons. Feels like you shouldn't have to pay to take this lesson, but it's like the SATs to me or the driver's ed. We had to pay yeah, for driver's ed. That's what it is, driver's ed. Oh, I didn't because you didn't have, have to pay. Driver's. Well, I know you didn't have driver's. That's not why, but we just it didn't. Um, but yeah, you have to pay for those outside of like normal school things because they have to pay for like insurance and. <laughs> And like, true, there's true, a very true. high probability that you're going to hurt I someone mean, and, I'm, and I assume that the instructors, yeah, I was like, I'm sure, you know, the instructors got to get paid too. So it does kind of yeah. make sense. Um, and the instructors got to get paid hazard yeah, pay. But I wonder if they're, God damn. Right. But I wonder if there's like waivers or something for folks who can't yeah. afford it. Because you have to have, yes. like, you have to be registered to operate, right? To pass the test and then get mm-hmm. registered. Because, mm-hmm. like, my dad learned how to drive when he was real young, too young, like 14 or some, some nonsense. And so, and then, and then taught everybody how to drive. He taught my mom. Yeah. He taught my mom how to drive. He taught everyone. Like he was able to teach himself how to drive and then drive around illegally for a while until he was old enough to get his license. And so it's, it's weird. Cause if they didn't have like, why is room service a word that's in my head? But that's not right. Waivers mm-hmm. or like fee offsetting fees or something like that. Like, could you teach yourself how to operate? You know, right. probably. Mm-hmm. And then could you go? But should should you? you? Definitely not. <laughs> um, oh, no. But then could you go afterwards and get a license if you? Didn't take the the official if the, yeah. classes course. I mean, you would. I well, I don't know. I would think for like homeschool, you would have to, but then maybe not. Maybe there's like a school you can go to, or like a course that you can take, like in a different place. It's like not yeah. in the school. You know what I mean? Let's still like ministry. Yeah, like, like you could take driver's ed courses. Like, they have schools that are, like, driver's ed or whatever. Okay, so, um, Harry, or Harry and Ron go and they write their names at the bottom. Um, Ron was taking out his quill to sign after Hermione when Lavender crept up, crept up behind him, slipped her hands over to his eyes, um, and trilled, guess who, Juan Juan? Which, like, who else? No one else would, would say that. Um. I love her. Harry turned to see Hermione stalking off. He caught up with her, having no wish to stay behind with Ron and Lavender, but to his surprise... Ron cut up with them only a little way beyond the portrait hole, his eyes bright red and his expression disgruntled. Um, without a word, Hermione sped up to walk with Neville. So, again, Ron does not like Lavender Mm-mm. like that. And, but also, but I think also the novelty is worn yeah. off, right? Like, they've been dating for 
I don't even remember how. When was After that? the first Quidditch match. That, uh, which is like yeah. October-ish. Maybe November. So like a month, maybe two But months, also, this is the longest he's gone without Hermione. And then gets back and Hermione's good. It's the longest. Well, it's that. But then it's also. Yeah, so Hermione seems like she's good. So the, the making her jealous is no longer mm-hmm. working. But then also like. After having some time apart from Lavender and also, you know, he got that thing from her, that that necklace from her that he didn't really want. And like, so I think he's also just kind of like realizing he doesn't really want to spend time with Lavender as well. And so it's kind of just kind of all those things compounded where he's like, okay, maybe I think he thinks that Hermione will just like forget and that they will just be cool again. But that's because Ron is dumb. Jokes on Like we said, (laughs) Harry Potter is not stupid. Ron might be, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean, he's not. I don't think he, he's I don't think he's just stupid. mediocre just, and lazy. It's hopeful. It's, but it's hopeful, right? Like, he's just like, well, I think maybe Hermione will be cool with me now. And like, maybe, especially now that she's not like actively like running off and being upset at him and like trying to make him jealous. She's just like. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go walk with Neville then. So, apparition, said Ron. Should should be a laugh, eh? I don't know, said Harry. Maybe it's better when you do it yourself. I didn't enjoy it, mu- enjoy it much when Dumbledore took me along. I forgot you'd already done it. I'd better pass my f- test the first time. Fred and George did. So, again, it's the it's the it's Ron's insecurities and him kind of comparing himself to other people and, like, in this, and most often his siblings. Um, Charlie failed, though, didn't he? Yeah, but Charlie's bigger than me, Ron said. So Fred and George didn't go on much about it. Not to his face anyway. Um, and I mean, also just remembering last year how insufferable Fred and George were when they learned to apparate. I would want to not fail my first time too. Even if it wasn't just like, even if it wasn't like an right. insecurity Right, I was going to say like, like, this is I'm the one time where I really that. don't think it is an insecurity thing so much as it's like, I just want, I, they will never shut up about it. It's also like you know? that too. Like I don't want to hear their yeah. mouth about and it. And I think like, if it, even if it is like an insecurity thing sometimes with siblings like that stuff can be good like it's a motivator in a way that 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 is actually like helps propel him to like study and work hard you know like he doesn't want to hear their mouth about it so the best way to make sure that that doesn't happen is to pass it on the first try and the best way to make sure that he passes it on the mm-hmm. first try is to take it seriously. If only sure. they would make fun of him about classes like normal classes and newts. Well, Fred and George don't care. They about do not, those, which so. is why I'm saying <laughs> they don't. <care. laughs> if only I'm like they left. They were like, I think we know all we need to know. We're out. We got this. So, so they can take the actual test as soon as they're 17, which is only March. No. Ron. Um, Hold on. and then Harry's like, yeah, but you wouldn't be able to operate in the castle. And Harry, and Ron's like, yeah, but that doesn't really matter. Everyone would know I could operate if I wanted. Everyone else is also excited about it. Seamus is like, how cool of it if we could just like, uh, to indicate disappearance. Um, because in Fergus does it just to annoy me, you wait till I can do it back. He'll never have another peaceful moment, which is just like kids. Okay. So you know, those <laughs> damn <laughs> Scooter, like on demand scooters, the lime yeah. and the birds, the lime scooters. Yeah, kids, the youths, yeah, should be banned from using <laughs> those motherfuckers. 
Like, adults should be banned, <laughs> but the youths don't give a fuck no. and be going fast. Akira, Akira would be gassing on there. I mean, I guess she's only, She's well, guess still she's a youth. Compared to you. She be, but I'm she talking be about, like... She loves those things. I'm talking so about the, like, middle school, high schoolers who just believe oh, that know. they will be okay no matter yeah. what. Yeah. And that they don't care if they take you out with them. Yeah. Like, y'all may be rubber. You may be able to bounce back, but I definitely cannot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of how what this is. That's exactly what this is. I don't think 17 <laughs> is old enough um, to rethink this. No. <laughs> 16, because that's when right. they're learning it. I mean, they'll be 17 by the time they can do it, but they're learning There should now. be, like, a portrait who, run, who runs around, like, taking notes and is like, nah, all they're talking about is getting revenge and, and shocking folk. <laughs> I think we should hold off. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're... This is a bad idea. They're not mature enough. They're not ready. They're not ready. So Seamus flicks his wand a little too enthusiastically so that instead of producing the fountain of pure water, that was the object of today's charm lesson, he let out a hose-like jet that ricocheted off the ceiling and knocked Professor Flitwick flat on his face. Harry's already apparated, um, Ron's told a slightly abashed Seamus after Flitwick dried himself off with a wave of his wand and set Seamus lines, I am a wizard, not a, ba- not a baboon brandishing a stick. <laughs> Flitwick has had it. He's like, every time I get knocked off my damn perch right. a day, can He's we sitting not? there too, just like um, me being like, the youths! <laughs> <laughs> um, dumb, uh, someone took him. Side along apparition, you know. So I appreciate that Ron, like, I get like almost saying Dumbledore, but I appreciate that Ron realizes that he probably shouldn't say that Dumbledore took Harry on side along apparition because... Most people should know that. probably not know that their relationship is as close as it is, especially also when they like are talking about things that are classified. And also, um, and as well, why are you? I mean, I know why, but also like Ron, stop bragging on someone else's accomplishment. True. Is that even an accomplishment? I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, but like an experience, yeah. I guess. Harry yeah. did it. Um. So. <laughs> So Connie says that she thinks this uh, thing with Seamus um, is a movie influence because some of the movies are out by now. So Seamus blowing blowing stuff up may have transferred to the books um, where it wasn't really before, which makes sense. And this isn't exactly him blowing something up, but it is him like it's, you know, magical hijinks and he's getting in trouble for doing some like wild ass shit. But which I I hate when that happens, though. Like, the Southern Vampire Diaries, like those were really good Mm -hmm. until True Blood came out. And then like all the characters changed. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And that is I also mean, why these Song of I Ice and Fire people this... should be happy. I mean, I quit before this became a thing. But, like, if he did release those books, they would all be Game of Thrones characters now. I, I don't do. think so. I don't. He's so because deep he in has it. too many. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he'd be able to do it because it's, it's he's so deep in it. And they're also, like, only half the characters are... No, I mean, he's show. so deep in the show, in the that creation of the show, that I think that it would. No, but I don't think he is, really. Okay. I think he may have... I think he was at the beginning, but I don't know that he is. I mean, obviously, I'm speculating, but... But I'm also saying, like, in terms of the books, like, the the trajectory, or, like, the direction that the books are going at this point in, like, I guess the end of season five or, like, mid-season six when they start moving on on their own stuff, 
like the trajectory that book five is going could not go in the direction that the show went. Not fully. Obviously some of that stuff is going to happen, but like full, it couldn't fully go that way because they have more, there's just more moving pieces. But also let's not talk about that. Cause yeah. But I also think in terms of Seamus, I don't know that, like, it doesn't bother me in this instance because he's a tertiary character. And so it's, like, very um, background versus, like, if she were to have changed, like, yeah. Hermione. And all of a sudden, she's just crying all the time. Or, like... Her voice on the edge of teeth. Like, Hagrid. <laughs> right. Or, like, change Hagrid. And all of a sudden, Hagrid's just like, I shouldn't have said that all the and time. You dumb know what I mean? AF. I think that that would make it... Right. I think that that would... Then that would be when you're like, okay, sir. <laughs> or ma'am, I guess. Like... Right. Why are we doing this? But I think with Seamus, I think it's like, it's, it's fine. Cause it's like a very kind of like background thing. Yeah. I I think that I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember now when the movies came out, how they changed. And I know that they, they had to have changed some of the Mm -hmm. characteristics and, like and not even just like how she wrote them but well, how we read them because at this point we're seeing yeah. like Daniel Radcliffe in our brains as we're reading about Harry Potter and so mm-hmm. we're seeing the character that plays Seamus well so when this when this movie when this book came out it's the same year that Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire came right. out the, the movie right but I'm saying like when the when so, the later books came out after the movies have come out our mental pictures of these characters have changed. First off, we now know how to pronounce Hermione. Mm-hmm. I was like, again, when Ami came you in know. and was like, Hermione, I was like, she's so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have to wait till Goblet of Fire yeah. to I learn what's from. I mean, she did, when she was first reading it, when she, when she read it the first, when we were on, um, what is Nine that? Journey quarters, yeah. Nine and Three Quarters. And she was like, Hermione, and I looked and I was like, Hermione. And she's like, okay, yeah. that's Hermione. I was like, yeah. But like we, yeah. but like she had already heard, but she had heard the name enough that like when I explained to her that that was the name, she had yeah. already knew the name. So she was like, okay, yeah. cool. Whereas we didn't. But I was definitely on some like Hermione. <laughs> Hermione. I, like, I was like, the fuck? Hermione. <laughs> like, what is this? She ain't never going to yeah. get a man because that name is awful. Mm-hmm. Little did we know. It's actually very pretty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Okay. So, so I wanted to finish because oh. I got really into the Hermione thing. Um Oh sorry, but, yeah, like, we got by this time though, what I'm saying is like even if she hadn't changed in the writing of them or it wasn't like that far off, because we now have these characters and these actors as these characters in our brains, if someone actually talked about this. I don't know if it was on the Slack or where it was probably was on the Slack that when they watched the first movies, they couldn't get, Oh, it was uh bacon from unreasonable Fridays uh, podcast. Uh, when she watched the movie, she couldn't get the images of her cast, like her trio and stuff back in her head. And then she just mm-hmm. fell off reading the books. Mm-hmm. And that happens all the time. Right. Cause like you're seeing these, this, adaptation and these like actors as these characters and that it's going to seep into your brain so yeah I think that it doesn't and it really doesn't matter if she changed them or not 
like, or she changed how she was writing or not because we we were reading them differently. I don't know how differently, and it varies yeah. for everyone, but we you were reading them differently. Um, Connie Beforehand. wants to all caps let you know that she was not picturing Dan Rad. No, but she was. <laughs> she a vampire, but she yeah. human. Um, Connie's a vampire joke. That's a throwback. That is a throwback. TB. Well, it's a dub. It's Wednesday. Just kidding. <laughs> TB. Um, okay. So Seamus, Dean, and Neville put their heads a little closer to hear what apparition felt like. For the rest of the day, Harry was besieged with requests from other six years to describe the sensation of apparition. All of them seemed odd rather than put off when he told them how uncomfortable it was. That's because they're used to um, awful shit. Like transportation being uncomfortable right they're used used to traveling in discomfort because no there is no well not like dean wouldn't be or the well dean might be at this point right like they've been in this world long enough that like dean has probably taken a port key because he's been to the um he went to the world cup he may not have taken the night bus but he's at least done flu powder i would i would guess um and What's the other one? He wasn't on a festival because he minds his business. Fucked out on that one. Um, what is the other one? There's another one I'm missing, but like I think that generally, or key side along flying, just in general, cold flying, which is fly, yeah, and that can be that's uncomfortable, but like I guess if you're playing Quidditch, then you're like, fun. Uh, yeah, did he ride on a dragon? So hippogriffs. <laughs> that's the same thing. As, yeah, not the same thing as a thestral because you can actually see a hippogriff, but but flying on something. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's like different. He may have taken the night bus at some point. We don't know his life. But, we don't um, know his life. We should know his <laughs> life of all the characters whose lives. But to I just know. think that like, yeah. But all, but all, I say all that to say that they're um, just like, yeah, okay. By the time you're in a sick, by the time you're in your sixth year, you at least like you're in the world enough that you would have some context for like magical or you're just like like, you um, know how weird the world is and how it don't make no goddamn sense so you're just like oh it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. sure of course yeah yeah um okay so he was answering detailed questions at 10 to 8 that evening and was forced to lie to say he needed to return a book to the library so as to escape in time for his lesson with dumbledore so he sees Dumbledore, and uh, before Harry can say anything about Snape and Malfoy, Dumbledore is like, I hear you met with the Minister of Magic over Christmas. Um, and Harry said, yes, he's not very happy with me. No, sighed Dumbledore. He is not very happy with me either. We must try not to sink beneath our anguish, Harry, but battle on. <laughs> I still stand. Like, just in case you wanted to check in on me. Where are you at? I continue. I continue okay. to stand. <laughs> just so y'all are all okay. aware. Um, that's just such a that's I don't know it's just like a perfect bars like I might I need to like keep that <laughs> and somebody tells me you know what I should do next time Ami gets mad at me for telling her it's bedtime and she says I'm not your friend <laughs> I'm gonna be like well I'm gonna do my best to not sink beneath my <laughs> anguish but battle on <laughs> like that's how I want to come <laughs> to the kid oh god like I need oh to god. keep that in my like I'm gonna have to write that on my hand or something I'm scared that that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's like in I'm my scared that when it happens, like, when the moment comes, I won't be able to pull it up. Like, I'll try my best not to sink beneath my anguish. <laughs> like, ugh, I love it. 
So he wanted me to tell the wizarding community about the, that the ministry is doing a wonderful job. Uh, Dumbledore smiled. It was Fudge's idea originally because Fudge is operating under a whole lot of delusion. But also Fudge was at that point trying to save his job. Right. Like it was desperate, but I still think that like you maybe want to yeah. just leave that one. Like you're desperate, but you, you know, know what you did. Things that are not going to happen. Like come Lauren on. Lauren Conrad gift. Like you really thought, like, I'm just like, you really thought Harry would be on some like, yeah, Fudge, I'll help save your job. <laughs> like after all the shit you did to me all year. I'll totally you know Fudge that. thought that. After you had me on trial for underage You magic. know Fudge sure. thought that that was a possibility because he also thought it was a possibility to get him kicked out of school on some underage magic with a full wife and family. I just, I don't understand. After everything Fudge did last year, Harry said angrily, after Mm -hmm. Umbridge? I told Cornelius there was no chance of it, but the idea did not die when he left office. Within hours of Scrimger's appointment, we met, and he demanded that I arrange... He demanded! So that's why you argued. Demanded. Who is you? I is Albus Dumbledore. Um, Who is you? Never met a demanded. My whole life. So that's why you argued, Harry blurted out. It was in the Daily Prophet. Harry said, or Dumbledore says yes. Um, that was why we argued. It appears Rufus found a way to corner you at last. He accused me of being Dumbledore's man through and through. How very rude of him. <laughs> I told him I was. And then Dumbledore's um, so... eyes glistened with the ghost of his past. <laughs> it did. That's basically what happened. <laughs> like, and Harry's embarrassed. So he's like, well, let's not look at Dumbledore anymore. Um, and Dumbledore says, I'm very touched, Harry. Um, and then Scrimger wanted to know where you go when you're not at Hogwarts, said Harry. Yes, he is very nosy about that. He has even attempted to have me followed. Amusing, really. He sent Dollish to tell me. It wasn't kind. I've already been forced to jinx Dollish once. I did it again with the greatest regret. Dollish needs to just call for early retirement and go home. <laughs> he needs to quit. But also, like, I love that Dumbledore says it wasn't kind, and he doesn't mean it wasn't kind that I had to jinx him. It wasn't him. kind that Scrimger yeah. sent him after me a right. second time. He said a second time? That's just cool. <laughs> Send Kingsley. <laughs> At least me right. and Kingsley are cool. Like, come on, bro. That's Like, I did cool. it. Like, you just sending this dude on a I mean, <laughs> I did what I had to do. But, like, I didn't, you didn't have to I didn't do take that, that much too. pleasure in it. Like, the right. blood is on your hand, Scrimger, not mine. <laughs> he left like, me I no can't. choice. Amani's in the chat talking about Dollish is the worst R. I mean, time. and he really, but I don't, but like, I feel like he just gets a bad break. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, he did not, not he he's never had a chance. He has to go up against Dumbledore. Like, he just does not, he can't, what is he to they do? They have never, they've never given him, you know, the chance to succeed. They don't want him to win. <laughs> no. They don't they want to win at all. Don't want Dollish <laughs> to win. Capital T. <laughs> that much is they obvious. Really don't. So Ow! Like, oh, you go ask Harry. Damn it! Hoping for more information on the subject. So really, Harry is just trying to probe. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason he brought it up because he's like, I would like to know where you go. Um, and Dumbledore says, No, they don't. But now is but in the, the time is not quite right for you to know either because again, Dumbledore is going to tell Harry where he goes. It's just like. Not the time in the lesson plan. Follow the lesson plan, Harry. And then Dumbledore says, I suggest we press on unless there's anything else. And Harry's like, yeah, it's about Malfoy and Snape. Um, I overheard them during Professor Slughorn's party. Um, And he tells them everything that happened. And Dumbledore's like, thanks for telling me this, but I suggest you put it out of your mind. I do not think it is of of great importance. Not of great importance? Professor, 
did you understand? Yes, Harry, blessed as I am with extraordinary brain power, I understood everything you told me. I think you might even consider the possibility that I understood more than you did. Again, I am glad to have that you have confided in me, but let me reassure you that you have not told me anything that causes me disquiet. So, I do think that, like, Dumbledore prop maybe could have given Harry slightly more information, but I also understand why he may not have given Snape's kind of precarious position, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think, like, like, in this particular situation, telling Harry what he knows would put Snape, would have Snape's kind of position be put into danger. Um, and also just be, like, kind of, it would just be jeopardized, I guess, was the word I was looking for. Um, and so I think there's, so yeah, so I just think that, like, there's no reason for Harry to really be given more information, and I think Dumbledore saying, like, hey, maybe I actually kind of know more about mm-hmm. this than you do, um, because I think, again, we we talked about in the last episode how Harry often assumes that adults, and, and people in general, saying that, like, yeah, you shouldn't worry about that, or, like, yeah, maybe that's not your business, he he assumes that that means that they're not listening to him and that they're not paying attention and that they don't take what he's saying seriously or the situation seriously and then he goes off on his own and I don't know like at this point since it's been six years maybe there should be different ways that they explain that to him um or like talk to him about it to make him realize that like maybe they are thinking about this but just like not around him because it's not something that he needs to know and he's a child. But also, like, um, it's very important because Harry tells Ron and Hermione... Um, yeah. And, I mean, Dumbledore right, encourages right. But that. also, that but, just... And I'm not saying that they would tell, but, like, we'll see in the next book that just is three more people that have the opportunity to put Snape and Snape's secrets in danger. So it's not even, like, mm-hmm. I don't trust you... But it's also like, worse comes to worse, you're going to, like, this is information that it's better if you don't have it. Like, it's safer for you, right. for Snape, if you don't know. And it's nothing mm-hmm. about, like, you or trusting you or thinking that you couldn't deal. Okay. So Harry sat seething in silence. What was going on? Did this mean that Dumbledore had indeed ordered Snape to find out what Malfoy was doing? Um, so sir, said Harry, you definitely trust. I've been tolerant enough to ask, to answer that question already, said Dumbledore, but he did not sound tolerant anymore. My answer has not changed. I should think not, said Phineas Nigellus. Portia, <laughs> like, your man is here. <laughs> but he's also like trying to, because the thing is, is that obviously Phineas is, you know, he is in the, um, he's in Dumbledore's office. So he knows about the deal that Dumbledore and Snape mm-hmm. have with each other. And so Phineas is like, well, yeah, you gonna have this dude kill you and, like, you you got this whole situation going on. I would think your answer wouldn't change. But also, like, bro, hush. <laughs> this is not the time. You can talk about that later. Phineas does not um, go in for this whole be heard and not seen. Seen and not mm-hmm. heard. No, he's not good at that. He's the really bad fake yeah. sleeper. Be heard and not seen. Who says that? Wow. Yeah. So Harry, so Dumbledore's like, okay, we gotta, you know, get into the lesson. And Harry wants to refuse and only talk about Malfoy. But Harry, this is not, you were not, you were not the chosen one who will, the only one to defeat Draco Malfoy. That's not the prophecy. (laughs) 
Oh my god, wouldn't it? that be an amazing that's prophecy? That's not what it was. Oh my god, like, that would be great. That's not that's not Dumbledore what would have been like, said, wait, so what did the prophecy on. say? Malfoy. <laughs> Damn. But uh, don't we have a bigger bigger fish Malfoy? Malfoy. Malfoy, bro. Malfoy. Like, I can't. It, yeah, it's mm. <laughs> like, sir. Um, okay, so, um, uh, where am I? It lesson. I have two memories to show you this evening, both obtained with enormous difficulty. The second of them, I think, the most is, I think, the most important I have collected. Um, and so Dumbledore says, We meet this evening to continue the tale of Tom Riddle, whom we le- last left poised on the threshold of his years at Hogwarts. Um, he was placed in Slytherin House almost the moment the sorting hat touched his head. How soon Riddle learned the famous founder of the house could talk to snakes, I do not know. Perhaps it was that very evening. The knowledge can only have excited him and increased his sense of self-importance. If he was frightening or impressing fellow Slytherins with his displays of parcel tongue in their common room, no hint of it reached the staff. He, um, no sign of outward arrogance or aggression was shown. He, nat- he naturally drew attention and sympathy from the staff. Um, and always seemed polite, quiet, and thirsty for knowledge. Didn't you tell them, sir, when he, what he was like when you met him in the orphanage? No, I did not. Um, it was possible that he felt sorry for how he behaved and was resolved um, to turn over a fresh leaf. I chose to give to give him that chance. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I think maybe warning the headmaster would have been important, but like I understand not wanting to like color other professors yeah. like. Like it's a it's a similar thing of like not talking to children's previous teachers when they come to your class because you want to like get them and not have someone else's preconceived notions and biases. Um, you know what I mean? Because yeah, you also don't want to like color that everything that he does is done to manipulate or whatever because he's now in a place where he feels like he could belong. So he like there's a good chance mm-hmm. um, that. He, He's not manipulative. He's not trying to like show how important he is because or show that he's different or special because he now knows that he is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you got to tell the headmaster that you picked up a psychopath like you'd be hurting animals. That's like mm-hmm. warning sign. It is. That's a flashing a red light warning again, sign of a sociopath. No, there's no social services in the Ministry of Magic, and there's none of that, so they might not even. They don't know that, that hurting <laughs> animals that is, is like danger, danger, real Robinson. Because damn, you just gotta yeah, watch one season not. of SVU to know. They don't have television. One good season, Dragnet. That's on the radio. <laughs> But you didn't really trust him, sir, did you? He told me the riddle who came out of the diary said Dumbledore never seemed to like me as much as the other teachers teachers did. Let us say that I did not take it for granted that he was trustworthy, said Dumbledore. I had, as I have already indicated, resolved to keep a close eye upon him, and so I did. I cannot pretend that I gleaned from a great deal from my observance. He was very guarded with me. In the thrill of discovering his identity, he told me a little too much and was careful to never reveal as much again. Um, but he could not take back what he had left slipped in his excitement, nor what Mrs. Cole had Mrs. Cole had confided in me. Um, he never had the sense to try and charm me as he charmed so many of my other. I just want to say though that this is like, and uh, Amani's already typing, so 
it will be said. But this is like quintessential Dumbledore in the fact that like I decided that I would keep a close eye on him and I would, you know, and not confide mm-hmm. in other teachers about it. He's like Harry, except older and wiser and like has more experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, it's in this, it's a, it's a very similar way that they like take yeah. on everything and assume that no one else can do. But it's thing. also, and also, but, but also people reinforce that when it comes to Dumbledore. And I'm sure, especially after Grindelwald, they're like, yeah, Dumbledore can walk on water. He can do everything. And so he's like, yeah, uh, why rely on other people? Why right. But it's, the problem is, especially like in this point, it's like when you have those suspicions and you can tell that he is guarded around you like he says like he's never he never felt like he could open up to me again then you're discounting the fact that he feels like he could possibly open up to someone else right so like Mm -hmm. you're cutting you can like talk right so it's like if you told the head of slytherin house like hey i've got these weird suspicions about your boy and i don't want you to like you know and like he, he had a really rough time coming up and i don't know and i don't want you to like you know, treat him differently, but I feel like he could use someone to confide in. Mm-hmm. And just saying that, like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to col- color anything, but you could just be like, he had, a, he had a really rough time growing up, grew up in an orphanage. He doesn't know anything about the wizarding world. So if you could just, like, be a person that he can confide in and trust, that'd be great. And in doing so, any normal human being would be like, he likes to hurt. He can make people hurt. Well, all right. Um, like, like, you know what I mean? That, I mean, that is an important kind of thing to tell someone. Because you don't have to, you don't, yeah. and sorry, we, we do need to move on, but like, you don't have to say, I, you don't have to, like we said, like all the things about wanting to give him a fresh start and all that stuff are still valid. And you could just say, you know, keep an eye out on this kid. He's alone. Um, and trust that any other healthy human being would be like, oh, this dude is possibly dangerous, possibly the next Grindelwald. We should, you know, try to keep a wrap on that. But again, there's no social safety net in the in the Wizarding World, right. which like how fam, um, and that impulse of Dumbledore to keep an eye on him himself when they're not in the same house. He already recognizes that Tom is not going to open up to him the same way that he did the first time. Like is the worst impulses of Dumbledore that he doesn't grow out of. This is what 50 years ago at this point, at least. Mm -hmm. And he's doing the same shit. Yeah. But I think no one is holding nope. him accountable. Like, who holds, who hold? if you're Dumbledore, like, who, who is there to do that? McGonagall. And he doesn't. Because he don't tell her everything. Oh, I sound like Imani. You know why? It's because I'm mad at someone else. I'm going to take it out on Dumbledore. Yep. Same, same, same. Okay, so 
He gathered about him a group of dedicated friends, and I called them that for lack of a better term. They were a motley collection, a mixture of weak-seeking protection, the ambitious seeking some shared glory, the thuggish gravitating toward a leader who could show them more refined forms of cruelty. They were the forerunners of the Death Eaters, and some of them became the first Death Eaters after leaving Hogwarts. Rigidly controlled by Riddle, they were never detected in open wrongdoing, although their seven years at Hogwarts were marked by a number of nasty incidents to which they all, or sorry, to which they were never satisfactory satisfactorily linked um the most serious of which was the chamber of secrets uh few who knew him then are prepared to talk about him now they are too terrified um those i could proceed to talk to me said that riddle was obsessed with his parentage um he searched in vain for some trace of tom riddle senior in hogwarts um, until he was forced to accept that his father had never stepped foot there I believe it is then that he dropped the name forever, assuming the identity of Lord Voldemort and began his investigations into his previously despised mother's family. So like, like I mean, we've talked about the Half-Blood Prince and like that being a really dumb mm-hmm. teen nickname. Um, but Voldemort, yeah. And yeah, but like Voldemort is worse. And fan came up with that shit at like 14, 15 and held on to it for over 15 You know what years. we were talking about in the Slack, our old like, um, email addresses and AIM screen names and stuff like that, and that is what Voldemort is. Like, let's be honest. That is my mm-hmm. man's AIM screen name. <laughs> <laughs> that he got stuck with. But, mm-hmm. Forever. Forever. That's Cardi B. Um. Oh. <laughs> it is. It is Cardi B. Oh, <laughs> Uh, Triple okay, C yeah. dog so is he, gonna be um, Connie's villain name. Um, <laughs> not cotton candy. Not cotton candy. I feel like it should have been cotton Connie um, anyway. Um, so <laughs> all, all he had to, be, to, take all he had to go upon. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> all all he had to go upon um, was a single name Marvolo, which he knew from those who ran the orphanage. It had been his mother's father's name um he discovered the existence of slytherin's surviving line and in the summer of his 16th year he left the orphanage to which he returned annually and set off to find his gaunt relatives um and so they go into the pensieve it took harry several seconds to recognize the place the gaunt's house was now more indescribably filthy than anywhere harry had ever seen there was a man with a hair and beard so overgrown harry could see neither eyes nor mouth um and he was slumped in an armchair by the fire and harry wondered for a moment whether he was dead but then there was a loud knock on the door and the man jerked awake, raising a wand in the right hand and a short knife in his left. Um, the door creaked open and there was a boy, tall, pale, dark haired and handsome, the teenage Voldemort. You, Morphin, this is who this is, Morphin, so mm-hmm. we're just going, that's what it is. You, he bellowed, you, um, stop. Riddle spoke in parcel tongue. You speak it? Yes, I speak it. Um, And Harry could not help but feel a resentful admiration for Voldemort's complete lack of fear. His face merely expressed disgust and perhaps disappointment. Where is Marvolo? He asked. Dead, said the other, or said said Morphin. Died years ago, didn't he? Riddle asks who he is. Morphin's like, I'm Morphin. Uh, Marvolo's son, of course I am. Wait, can we just, I know that you're, you know, shortening it, but he said, I'm Morphin, ain't I? Like, I don't know, that's why I asked, dog. (laughs) I don't know you. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) That was the question. You, you morphin. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, oh, man. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> you know? You know? 
Harry saw that he wore Marvolo's black stoned ring. I thought you was that muggle with Morphin. You look mighty like that muggle. The muggle what, to, what my sister took a fancy to. That muggle what, live, what lives in the big house over the way. You look right like him. Riddle. But he's older now, isn't he? He older than you now that I think about it. He come back, see. Voldemort says, Riddle came back. He left her and served her right marrying filth. Robbed us, mine, before she ran off. Where's the locket, eh? Where's Slytherin's locket? Dishonored us, she did. Um, and who are you coming here and asking questions about it? It's over. He, stood, he looked away, staggering slightly, and Voldemort moved forward. As he did so, an unnatural darkness fell, extinguishing Voldemort's lamp and Morphin's candle, extinguishing everything. And so they go back into Dumbledore's office. Is that all, Harry said? Why did it go dark? What happened? Because Morphin cannot remember anything from that point onward. When he awoke the next morning, he was lying on the floor quite alone. Marvolo's ring had gone. Meanwhile, um, in the village of Little Hangleton, a maid was running along the high street, screaming that there were three bodies lying in the drawing room of the big house. Tom Riddle Sr. and his mother and father, which, as you know, we read in uh, chapter one of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Frank Bryce was accused of killing them. Awfully accused. Killing them. As was, we'll see. Um, but can we also just so, talk about the fact that uh, the Wizarding World at some point knew who did it and didn't even send someone over to be like, hey, yo, that dude that you guys falsely accused, like, definitely did not do it and should, like... No, because they're not paying attention to I know. To it's a problem, but that they really did not. They didn't think about it because they didn't even think that anyone would <sighs> say anything. They are not even, who knows. <sighs> so the Avada Kedavra curse does not usually leave any sign of damage. Um, the exception says before me. The Ministry, on the other hand, knew at once this was a wizard's murder. They also knew that a convicted muggle hater lived across the valley from the Riddle House. A muggle hater who had already been imprisoning once, imprisoned once for attacking one of the murdered people. So they called upon Morphin. And he admitted to the murder on the spot, giving details only the murderer could know. He handed over his wand, which proved at once to be have been used to kill the riddles. And he permitted himself to be led off to Azkaban without a fight. The only thing that disturbed him is that he lost his ring, uh, lost uh, Marvolo's ring. So Marvolo stole, or sorry, so Voldemort stole Morphin's wand and used it, said Harry. That's right. Voldemort stupefied his uncle, took his wand, and proceeded across the valley to the big house over the way. There he murdered, muddled, mm, there he murdered the muggle man who had abandoned his witch mother and for good measure his muggle grandparents, thus obliterating the last of the unworthy riddle line and revenging himself upon the father who never wanted him. Then he returned to the gaunt hovel, performed a complex bit of magic that would implant a false memory into his uncle's mind, laid Morphin's wand behind its unconscious owner, pocketed the ancient ring he wore and departed. And then went back to Hogwarts. Like this this dude is still, like this dude was the same age that Harry is right now. Did all this shit, went back to Hogwarts. Took and his, like, you nukes. know, it's wild, but, a, and like, he did some terrible, like, I'm gonna just channel Ollivander. He did some terrible things. Great. But great. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I'm just saying. It was terrible, but like, this mm-hmm. is impressive as a 16 year old, but also terrifying. And Delia channels her inner Imani and says, and yet somehow Dumbledore was keeping an eye on him. Wow. But like, and Connie yeah. wants us to know that this is the first um, reference to false memories. Aha! And and Morphin never realized he'd done it. Never said Dumbledore, but he had his real memory in him all the time. Yes, but it took a great deal of skilled legitimacy to coax it out of him. I was able to just 
I was able to secure a visit to Morphin in the last weeks of his life, by which time I was attempting to discover as much as I could about Voldemort's past. When I saw what it contained, I attempted to use it to secure Morphin's release from Azkaban. Before the Ministry reached their decision, however, Morphin had died, because bureaucracy sucks, and so does the Ministry. You know what? But how come the Ministry didn't realize Voldemort had done it all to Morphin? He was underage at the time. I thought they could detect underage magic. They can detect magic, but not the perpetrator, because again, Mm -hmm. they're trash. Um, you remember when you were blamed by the Ministry for the hover charm that was in fact cast by Dobby, ground Harry, the injustice still rankled. He's still salty four years later. He's like, I didn't do that shit. So if you're underage and you do magic inside an adult witch or wizard's house, the Ministry won't know because they're incompetent. They will certainly be unable to tell who performed the magic. They rely on witch and wizard parents to enforce their offspring's obedience. with Which is well, also rubbish. an unfair advantage because that's how they can do homework and practice and do all these things during you know what Portia yep I don't know why you have to bring up hurtful harmful shit <laughs> in the middle of trying to get a thought out but I don't even know. go ahead I, I lost it because <laughs> I hate you I can't uh, um, just so you guys know Portia said why didn't Dumbledore teach Harry occlumency which is a great question, and we know that if he had, Sirius might still be alive. Also, why didn't Harry open his gifts? Let's not take me down this road. I'm already down it. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm already already there. I took the exit already ramp. There. I've merged. Going seven um, down this road. Oh God. Okay, so then Dumbledore takes out the next memory. Um, Harry notices that the contents proved difficult to empty into the pensive as though they had been congealed, as, so, as though they had congealed slightly. Did memories go bad? This will not take long, said Dumbledore. Um, so they go back into the pensive and see a much younger Horace Slughorn. Um, he's sitting in his winged armchair, one, ha- one hand grasped a, um, a small glass of wine, the other searching through a box of crystallized pineapple. Half a dozen boys were sitting around Slughorn, all on harder or lower seats oh. than his. And all in their mid-teens. Because Slughorn is gross. Harry recognized Voldemort at once. He saw that he was... Harry saw that he was wearing Marvolo's gold gold and black ring. He had already killed his father. So again, went straight back to Hogwarts. For two more years of education. Actually, maybe... Yeah, no, two more years. This is the 16th year. Woo! Sir, is it true Professor Mary thought is retiring? Uh, He asked, Tom, Tom, if I knew, I I couldn't tell you. Um, wagging a reproving, sugar-coated finger at Riddle, though ruining the effect by sli- slightly by winking. I must say, I'd like to know where you get your information, boy. More knowledgeable, knowledgeable than half the staff you are. Um, Riddle smiled. The other boys laughed and cast him admiring looks. What with your uncanny ability to know things you shouldn't and your careful flattery of the people who matter. Thank you for the pineapple, by the way. You're quite right. Side it note. my favorite. I used to work at a place and we would have crystallized pineapple or dried pineapple. That shit is delicious. So, like... It is. It's very it's good. one thing that Slughorn got like. right. <laughs> yeah. I understand that. But also, I just, like... Delia mentions, too, that... Like, you understand that he's kissing ass, and you're just like, this is great. Yeah, because to Slughorn, that's a valuable skill to have. Um, yeah, Delia mentions, too, gross. that no one cared to ask about where an orphan got such a nice ring, and that American teachers are literally trained to pick up on changes in behavior and such in students to look for warning signs. And Hogwarts does, does none of those things. But also, we have a safety net. Like, we we would look, like, the teachers would, 
look at these changes in behavior. Then they would call someone. Someone would go to the child's house or place of residence and check it out. And, like, yeah, these things are, like, these systems fall apart sometimes and they don't work a lot of the times. But they're there and they're staffed by people who are underpaid and overworked but also trying to do their best. And even if a Mm -hmm. Hogwarts teacher, like Dumbledore, for example, was watching and picked up on these changes in behavior, who are they going to call? Because there is no one. (laughs) They literally can't call anyone. So as several of the boys tittered, something very odd happened. The whole room was suddenly filled with a thick white fog so that Harry could see nothing but the face of Dumbledore. Um, then Slughorn's voice rang out through the mist unnaturally loudly. You'll go wrong, boy. My boy, or sorry, you'll go wrong, boy. Mark my words. Which is like, mm. not even subtle. So then the fog clears, and it appeared that no one had, and no one made any allusion to it, nor did it look as though anything unusual had just happened. The small clock on Slughorn's desk, desk chimed eleven o'clock. Good gracious, is that is it that time already? You'd better get going, boys, or we'll be in trouble. Lestrange, I want an essay by you or its intention or its detention. Same goes for you, Avery. And then Voldemort lingers and Slughorn's like, look sharp. You don't want to be caught out of bed after hours and you a prefect. But also like, if he is, can he just say I was coming from right. Slughorn's office? Who has a bunch of boys in his office at 11 o'clock, um, but what, you know. Okay. Go off. We have not talked about that. I have talked about this because in, um, because I think Cindy, I think Cindy um, brought it up in our Facebook group at one point, and probably, and actually, like much earlier on in the podcast yeah. too. I feel like, like how kind of creepy and like slightly pedophilic. Yeah, and I is. talked about um, the just the way that he like the, collects um, children, cracked head cannons from the uh, panel that Mark led, Queer Eye for the Magi, when someone was talking about oh, yeah, how yeah. they. Uh, there's a head cannon, and there might be a fic about how Voldemort or Riddle seduced uh, Slughorn, um, and because Slughorn is so much older and should have known better and should not have been able to be seduced by Riddle, um, mm-hmm. this goes into like the changing of the memory as well, and how yeah, yeah. we've talked about it. It's, it's we even we haven't gone in depth about like, it. Yeah, maybe that could be our next um fire whiskey chat but do we really want to no <laughs> just mm, i don't want it i don't think anyone wants to pay for that i think i <laughs> I, just, I feel like it would be an interesting thing to ponder and go over but also i don't want to talk about yeah, it yeah same i mean we'll see maybe we'll run out of ideas yeah. uh yikes okay um sir i wanted to ask you something ask away then my boy ask away sir i wonder what you would knew Sorry, sir, I wondered what you know about, about Horcruxes. Bum, bum, bum! Bum, bum, bum. Um, and then it happened again. The dense fog filled the room. Um, I don't know anything about Horcruxes, and I wouldn't tell you if I did. Now get out of here at once and don't let me catch you mentioning them, mentioning them again. Um, so Slughorn is lying to himself or hiding the truth or both. Probably both. both. And Harry's like, that's all there is? As you might have noticed, the Dumbledore that memory has been tampered with. Professor Slughorn has meddled with his own recollections because I think he is ashamed of what he remembers. He has tried to rework the memory to show himself in a better light, obliterating those parts which he does not wish me to see. It is, as you will have noticed, very cruelly, crudely done. Um, but, and that is all to the good, for it shows that the true memory is still there beneath the alterations. And for the first time, Harry, I'm giving you homework. Boom! So I just... So we'll talk about Horcruxes, you know, in like a couple of chapters. 
um, when we see this full memory, but Dumbledore is giving Harry homework. Mm-hmm. And again, this is just adding to, I mean, we'll see all the stuff that happens in the next chapter, but it adds to my um, theory from last book that even if Dumbledore had taught Harry occupancy, he still would not have learned it because he does not do his homework. Mm-hmm. But he would have tried. We'll We'll see. It will be your job to persuade Professor Slughorn to divulge the real memory, which will undoubtedly be our most crucial piece of information of all. But surely, sir, Harry said, you don't need me. You could use legitimacy or veritaserum. Professor Slughorn, is, Professor Slughorn is an extremely able wizard who would be expecting both. I would be astonished if he has not carried an antidote to, ver- to veritaserum with him ever since I coerced him into giving me this travesty of a recollection. <laughs> I, just, I just like the way he uses words. Like, I just... But he literally was like, since I coerced him. Yeah, which is what happened. And then like, he, both things, yeah, yeah. Both and. Um, like, I did a bad, I forced him to do this, but also, this, it, this, is, is, not, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> How like, dare he force me into giving, to make me give like, me shit. But it's also like, he didn't even really try to, like, tamper with it. Like, he could have done better. I think that's the other thing. It's like, Slughorn could have mm-hmm. done better with tampering with his memory. So it's like, he's like, this is But it's one of those magical things where I'm, like, wondering, um, like you said, like, is he hiding it? Because, like, both, right? He mm-hmm. doesn't. He doesn't want to remember that he did this thing, and doesn't want other people. To he doesn't want other well. people to know as well that mm-hmm. he did this thing. So, I wonder if there's like actual magic, like if this isn't kind of like Lily's like love magic, where it's just like an instinctual thing, or did he actually sit down to tamper with this memory? Right, and it's not clear because. It's not clear because memories are so, like, tangible in the wizarding world. Like, yeah, what it means to, like... To tamper with. To tamper yeah. with it. Like, is that, like, a very... I mean, I think that he did it deliberately, but, like, is it a deliberate, like, mind thing? Or is it a thing you do with your wand? Like, do you have to take it out and then do something to it? Or is it just in your mind, like, okay, no, I said this instead? Right, and what I'm assuming is that when he chose to give that memory to Dumbledore, he's just hastily thinking of, like... I did this instead of doing the actual thing, mm-hmm. you know, so that comes out muddled, yeah. but it's not like I sat down and prepared a lie, right? a lying memory to give. Right. But this is also, we'll never it's also pointing out again that like, I mean, and we've talked about um, like the Pensieve is not being time travel. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, again, because we get so much information from the Pensieve in this particular book, um, it sometimes can be hard to remember that. And that it still, like, has its biases, right? Like... It's subjective. It's still subjective. So, like, again, the the Snape memory in um, Order of the Phoenix is still subjective. And, like, us going and seeing the Ministry dude going to see the Gaunts is still subjective from the Ministry dude's point of view. Like, the Gaunts did the, some of that stuff, but was all, it was also, like... Have we seen it from the Gaunt's point of view, it probably it might have would have looked, looked different. Different. Um, yeah. Even if, like, technically the same things were acted out, like, it still would have looked different. Um, and the same with these memories as well. So. Yeah. Uh, Dumbledore said, I think it would be foolish to attempt to wrest this truth from Professor Slughorn by force. I do not wish him to leave Hogwarts. However, he has his weaknesses like the rest of us, and I believe you are the one person who might be able to penetrate his defenses. It is the most important that we secure the true memory, Harry. How important we will only know when we have seen the real thing. So good luck and good night. Um, good night and, then, and good luck. I love that movie. So then Harry, um, he's leaving. And as he does, Phineas Nigella says, I can't see why the boy should be able to do it better than you, Dumbledore. 
I wouldn't be able to expect you. Sorry, I wouldn't expect you to, Phineas, replied Dumbledore. And Fox gave another low musical cry. Um, That was sweet. Who is your MVP? Like, do I have one? I don't know. You know? (laughs) But. (laughs) You know what I mean, though? Mm -hmm. Um, Because my instinct is to give it to Dumbles. Yeah. Um, But then there's also some issues in giving it to Dumbles. That's true. And then, like, I definitely can't give it to Harry. But then, like, do I want to give it to Hermione? But I don't really want to give it to Hermione. Because I don't feel like she, you know, did anything groundbreaking or anything different than, um, or said anything different than, like, the other people that she said before. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so, say all this to say, Sirius Black. Because Dumbledore should have taught him Occlumency. Dumbledore should have taught Harry Occlumency and then... Sirius wouldn't have had to pay the price for it. Um. Yeah. I said what I said. I know you did. I want to tell you no, but I'll write it down, but I want you to think of another one as well. Why? Because. Sirius was not in this chapter at all. His memory was. It wasn't. That was just Portia bringing up old stuff. While you think about it, um, I did Dumbledore because um, I stand. And while he definitely has some issues and there are like, like, especially, and it's like, especially in this chapter, um, I just like the way he talks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just. He's got bars. You know, he does. Dumble bars. Um, and also because he's, again, lesson plans. He is a, he is a teacher, if mm-hmm. nothing else. And we are learning things here. This is so true. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Dumbledore this time. Yeah. Um Connie makes Hermione her MVP for being a shade queen. Uh Delia also makes Hermione her MVP for being such a strong woman. She's feeling pretty lousy, still being in a fractured friendship, but she knows she's right and refuses to apologize. Amani gives Hermione the MVP for getting her groove back on winter break, some steamy recollections with Victor and staying and still staying on shade, and also Giving Portia an MVP for scholarly research organization and Phineas Stanning. <laughs> he can give Portia the MVP. I can give it to Sirius. And Portia gives well, I mean, Dumbledore. You, you bitched the... Delia last chapter, so I just True. also but Portia was at least in the episode. Portia did the thing. I'm just saying, Portia um, makes Dumbledore MVP for being the Wizarding World's greatest detective. Not that there's a lot of competition. True. Right? That's very true. And listen, I've been thinking about this a lot, right? So they don't have television. So, okay, they can't watch SVU or Law & Order, and they could learn a lot from that. But they do have radio, and Dragnet is on the radio, and they could have listened to that. And I'm pretty sure that there's some Sherlock Holmes teleplays or something. And if they just gave Muggle Entertainment a shot, they could get some really useful and practical skills about investigations. Um. Okay, who did you bench? Well, who was your other MVP? That's what I said. Uh, I guess I I'll give. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll give the other MVP, my my coerced MVP, to Dumbledore for the bars. Cool. And um, and even though he 
doesn't go about it. The, like, even though he keeps things close to the best and like, I would do things a lot differently. He does recognize like that someone has to miss Marple. Yes. Sorry. Someone has to keep an eye on Tom and he's going to do his best, but also he doesn't want to like ruin the kid's life. Cause he's still a kid. Um, so like, I have issues with the execution, but I understand the reasoning, which is yeah. like Dumbledore and as like yeah, that is just a expression of Dumbledore. Yeah, issues with the execution, but I understand the reasoning. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna steal that for that Dumbledore pro and con panel that I'm also on. Okay, how dare you? Um, I'm not on that one. Who did you bench? Because I think you're on something else at that same time. Who did you bench? I benched Dumbledore. <laughs> That is valid. I mean, because you understand the nuance, man. The execution, but <laughs> or no, you disagree with execution, but you understand the reasoning. Right. So yes. I give him an MVP for the reasoning, and I give him a bench for the execution. I feel that. I do feel that. I benched Voldemort because he's out here right! murdering people. Like he's literally yes! murdering people. Take it back. And I so, benched. Tom, motherfucking, I killed three people before I was legally an adult. But also, I don't want to bench Harry. I just want to point out that maybe he should step his magical game up. Like, not quite to murdering people, because, like, you never want to go that far. But, like, let's get some more. Take your schooling seriously, is all I'm saying. Oh, God! (laughs) You're comparing him to a mass murderer. I know, I'm just saying... Voldemort has some, like, Voldemort was, uh, what is it called? Manipulating and, like, uh, advanced magic. Rearranging Morphin's memories so that he thought that he committed the murder at 16. Harry is not doing that shit. He does not even even do occlumency. Harry does not have the range. Oh, God, I did it to myself. Harry does not have the range. And I'm not saying, obviously, never go full Voldemort. That's never, but, like, you know, maybe listen to Hermione. (laughs) Like, baby steps. I'm just saying. But Voldemort is benched. It's absolutely benched. And I am changing my benching also to Voldemort because he murked three people before he was a legal adult. And did not get caught. Like, I just feel like... No. And also, I will say, he technically, then after that, those are the first three people he killed. He technically killed Myrtle the next year. So, because that little... Damn. The thing when we're seeing him with the Horcruxes and he's talking to Slughorn, that's the same the year that he opened the Chamber of Secrets. And got Hagrid uh, expelled. Of- all same year. Enemy so, of the air beware. He I'm gotta my go. my fourth Merc. He has to go. In my sixth year. Jesus. Yeah. He was doing a whole lot. He was straight up People Listen, were dying. Like, people no okay, longer but alive. Okay, but Harry has extracurriculars that I don't think that Tom Riddle had. Do you think Tom Riddle's playing Quidditch? No, it's I mean, I'm scheduling. absolutely not benching Harry, and I'm not saying that he should be on Voldemort. I'm just saying, like, get your magic up. That's all I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that, like, Voldemort had time to get his magic up because he wasn't, he wasn't playing. doing any extra, other, he wasn't doing any other extracurriculars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he wasn't playing gobstones in the in the courtyard. True. He should have been. But he was. Like I wonder what his gobstone game looks like. Yeah. His murder game is on point. We got that. But <laughs> we what's know his that. gobstone? <laughs> we know he that. Got that on lock. <laughs> <laughs> but his gobstone game though. <laughs> is he easily distracted? Oh, I can't. Um, <laughs> okay. Luna's like, what is going on? <laughs> I had to I had to 
Perch up. Sit up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Connie benches Slughorn for this poor memory work and being a creep, which is valid. Mm-hmm. Delia benches Dumbledore. He got bars, but he's negligent and manipulative. He only trusts himself to get things done, and very important things fall by the wayside because of it. Amani benches. Hmm, looks like no one. Amani benches Harry Potter. No, <laughs> no. It's... <laughs> just let me go. You're you should just let's roll with it. You're silly. What if I just said that? No one would know. <laughs> Only the people in the chat would know. I can't. Amani benches Dumbledore because when you know you're supposed to keep an eye on someone and then just dip, you deserve a benching. Um, Portia benches Slughorn for being a creepy Peter. <laughs> I mean, Portia is like real short and sweet today. Like she is also benched in my heart. I don't need to put it on the spreadsheet, <laughs> but good Lord. So. Oh, and Connie wanted she added Voldemort as a co-bench. Co-bench. So Connie says this Voldemort benching is valid and Voldemort actually needs more benches. So she's going to co-bench him. Never go full Voldemort is a thing that might need to be on a sticker or yeah. like a, you know, and then. Julia goes on the opposite spectrum. It's like the Slytherin in her wants to MVP Tom's pursuit of knowledge. It's admirable. <laughs> Murdering three whole people while still a minor, not so much. And, to- and then Portia wants to say that Tom stays scheming, so he must be good at wizard chess. Which, I mean, like I love your guys' ability to find the silver lining <laughs> of the murder of three people. Of his family, though. He don't have anyone. He could have walked into that house full of these rich people, and been like, hey, yo, it's me. I'm your fam. Obviously, he's good at memory work. Could have worked their memory so they would have accepted him. Got that inheritance money. Like, could have kept him in the basement or whatever. But no, he was like, I'm going to murk you, and I'm going to go back to school and continue to be an orphan. Mm -hmm. Which is wild. Super wild. Um, Thank you for listening. Next week, we will be discussing chapter 18 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, birthday surprises. We will also be exhausted, so bear with us next week. Um, make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter, at WeBlackNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. Check out hashtag HogwartsBSU and hashtag WikiCon um, this weekend while we're in Dallas talking more Harry Potter all the time. All Harry Potter all the time. Every time. Um... Yeah, and we will talk to y'all next week. Bye, guys.